Welcome to Dub Nation, your hub for everything Utah Warriors and Major League Rugby. I'm Jerem Jordan alongside Banksy. Banksy, it's been two weeks. It's been too long. We have got a lot to talk about. Awards aplenty. You know, for there not being a game in the last well, almost three weeks now, there's still a lot going on inside Dub Nation. So I'm excited to give some of these guys the credit they deserve after the season that they had. And the league did so, which is awesome. Okay, we're live on the Utah Warriors Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube account. Subscribe to the podcast version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. We're all over the place. We're not on, uh, you know, you know, we're not on Google Video, which is extinct, or HD <laughs> DVD, which you is also extinct. You can't get the show on Betamax, guys. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. We're looking into it. It's probably not going to happen. If you have a comment, fire away. We'll try and get some of those. Uh, should we have some uh, good ones? Let's go. Okay, here's what's on the rundown. The all Major League Rugby teams are out. Several Warriors listed. We'll tell you who. MLR Coach of the Year is Sean Pittman. We'll talk about that. He's also named the head coach. The interim tag is taken off, of course. What a year. MLR Player of the Year is Mikey Tail. We'll talk about how uh, amazing of a year that was. By the way, we're trying to get Mikey on the show. Hey, he and his wife, his wife's having a baby, maybe even as we speak. So uh, no Mikey Tail availability, okay? Sean Pittman deserves a little bit of rest, so we are guestless. No problem. we got a lot to talk about. Utah Warriors and USA Eagles news as well. A couple guys called up to the next round of uh, qualifiers against Canada. We'll talk about it. And, of course, the Major League Rugby draft is tomorrow. We'll talk about what are the needs for the Utah Warriors. So let's jump right in. All MLR teams are announced. The first 15, the second 15, the honorable mentions. Two players on the first team. The, the best hooker in the league is Sama Malolo, and the best fullback is Mikey Tail. Unbelievable for both of those guys, especially when you consider Sama didn't play for half the season with a shoulder injury that he got, I believe, in the second game. So the productivity that we were able to see, he was an absolute spark for these Utah Warriors, of course, having that big hat trick game that we and he should and will remember forever. And then Mikey Teo just doing what Mikey Teo does, man. And it's he was every bit the player we thought when we signed him. And, you know, people in San Diego were screaming, he's past his prime. He's not the Mikey Teo he used to be. And, ah. you know, Mikey came out and just put his foot up the backside of the entire league and says, watch me, kid, and played ball this year. Second teamers, Angus McClellan, Aston Fortine, and then honorable mentions, which are essentially the third team, Bailey Wilson, Michael Basca, and Mika Cruze. So, Basically half of the starting lineup for the Warriors considered top three at their positions in the league. Super glad to see Angus get the credit that he deserves. I mean, when you have somebody like Paul Mullen come in, and we've been saying it all year, for Angus still to retain that tighting, starting tight head spot was unbelievable, and he played fantastic. And then, you know, poor opposing loose heads, it doesn't get any easier because there's Paulie Mullins coming in off the bench for 40 minutes to crush your hopes and dreams right after Angus. Aston Fortine, maybe player of the year for the Utah Warriors. Unbelievable season for him. He's off to France now to play ball. Congratulations to him on all the success. It was great to have him as part of Dub Nation. And these honorable mention guys, let's be honest. I mean, two of the three of those guys got call-ups for the national team, which we'll get to here in just a second. So that's our third team mentions. Guys that are playing on the national team. That's how deep Major League Rugby has gotten and how well these Utah Warriors are playing. Seven selections is tied for uh, or is second in the league to LA's nine. So that's pretty good. Sama Malola, like you mentioned, by the way, 11 tries. If he had played the whole season, does the dude score 20 tries? <laughs> like He was if amazing. If the Utah Warriors continue with the platform that they've got, the X's and O's that Pittman and Davies put together, 
put this forward pack in a position to succeed all year long. A lot of the credit goes to Hagen Schulte and his ability to find touch in unbelievable ways and times. And it just sets up so well for the brutality and the power and the passion that this forward pack has for getting the job done. And Johnny on the spot, more times than not, is Sama Malolo with the ball off the back of the mall. And that's a dangerous thing to see if you're an opposing defense. Was there anybody you felt should have been on one of those three teams that wasn't from the Warriors? I think if uh, – I mean, there's a lot of guys that really could have gotten some more credit. I think Bailey Wilson probably should have been higher up on that list. I think he was probably mm. a second-team flanker as far as that goes. I think if Joe Mano stays healthy, we're talking about him probably getting an honorable mention there on the wing. Uh absolute breakout player joe was unbelievable until he went down with his injury i thought he was a revelation for the warriors coming up through the pathway program if calvin whiting uh, he went all in on defense right and then there was a time where he was the fly half he could have been a guy that maybe got a little honorable mention there but there are so many good centers in the league it's really hard that that's a, that's probably the most stacked position in the league it's really deep at that position, and you got to give credit to Calvin. I mean, obviously his work didn't go unnoticed. Getting the national team call up for the tour of England and Ireland, like he got the attention of the right people, but there's only so many spots on the list, and who do you leave out in right. you know a league that's got guys like Billy Meeks in L.A. and, and yeah. so many others uh, you know, ahead of him? Obviously, we love everything that Calvin does, you know, and it's been great to see him play rugby since he was in high school here in the state of Utah and, uh, and glad that he's still part of Dub Nation. Yeah, congratulations to all those guys uh, for the All-MLR Awards. Absolutely fantastic for all of them. Look, you know there's electricity on the field now. Don't miss a minute of the 2022 season. Make sure you sign up and join us at Zions Bank Stadium for the best home field advantage in all of Major League Rugby. Get your season tickets now. Go to warriorsrugby.com. Call the ticketing staff at 801-477-7652 and make sure that you do not miss a minute of Warriors rugby action. Okay, that's not where the awards stop. The MLR Coach of the Year is Sean Pittman, who was the interim head coach uh, right before the season. Uh, all of a sudden, bang, you're the head guy. Let's go. The Sean's connect. Sean Davies, Sean Pittman. 10 and 6 record, get into the playoffs, the Western Conference final, second highest uh, scoring team in the league, league leading 17 bonus points, and of course the interim tag taken off. Congratulations to Sean Pivot. This this is well deserved. You can always just give it to the best team's coach, but typically a coach of the year award is a sort of on it like biggest difference from what we expected to what happened. And right. that happened to be the case with the Utah Warriors. You know, I think when you lose somebody like we had with with uh, Chris Latham going out, everybody thought, oh, is this it? And then in just in his very quiet, unassuming way, Sean Pittman and Sean Davies led from the front. Let's be clear. They were already here doing all the hard work with Latho being back in Australia. These were already the guys on the ground. They already had the ear of the locker room. They already had the trust of the locker room. You don't need to work on either one of their pedigrees with rugby IQ and knowledge. So really, it was just a title on the door for Sean Pittman, and he earned it. Every single bit of it, he was brilliant in the planning, the scheming, and the scheduling of you know the rotation of players. The Like I said, the X's and O's, the game planning for every team. They had a definite idea of what they wanted to do, and it all came out of that man's head. And it's a bit of – I'm trying to think of a nice way to put this. It's like a spaghetti and meatballs combo with Davies and Pittman, right? 
Like it's two great tastes that taste great together. I don't think it happens for Sean Pittman without Sean Davies. Mm. And I don't think Sean Davies has a shot without Sean Pittman. Those two have found a chemistry that works so well together. One being very vocal and very high energy in Sean Davies and just the quiet, calm demeanor that Sean Pittman carries and that head coach kind of weight now that's rested on his shoulders. You couldn't ask for it to happen to a better guy. MLR coach of the year, get rid of the interim tag and just let this man go to work. Now I'm excited to see what the future has for him. Yeah, he's the guy. The Warriors make him the guy and he absolutely deserves it. A former assistant coach with the Seawolves, a former forwards coach with the United States Eagles in the 2019 World Cup. He has a great pedigree. He gets the opportunity here and he makes the most of it. So congratulations to Sean. Well, and then double down on that now, as well as some of our players that we'll get to on the national team. Pity got the call up for the national team on the coaching side. Bring the man back. He's doing good things. No offseason when you're talented. Like, <laughs> hey, we need you over here. I Too was going to go to Cancun, but now I'm going to Newfoundland, which we'll get <laughs> in a sec. Okay, the Major League Rugby Player of the Year is Mikey Teo. This was awesome to see. He absolutely deserved it. You you talk about this was player of the year, not MVP, just straight up best player, right? You could give him MVP as well. The value to the Warriors of Mikey Teo coming in this year and the injection of life, skill, leadership that he gave was incredible, and it led this team to the playoffs, and they were four minutes away from making the final. It was unbelievable the year that he had. You know, he had the vice captain's armband all year Obviously had the vote of confidence from the other boys in the locker room with his IQ, his experience, his leadership. He's such a role model for all the young players and keeps everybody accountable. And then, I mean, every time you see this guy touch the ball coming up from the number 15 spot, it's unbelievable to me how good a player can be in finding those lines in attack. And when he does that little skip right before he hits the line, you never know what's going to happen. And it, most times it's pretty incredible, especially with Mika Kruse playing on his outside. But then when those high balls come, how was he just an attack? And now he's 30 meters, 40 meters back in the right <laughs> position to take every high ball kick straight out of the air. The guy was everywhere on the field and literally did it all for the Utah Warriors. You're exactly right. No one tackled him straight up one-on-one. -on -one. Like he, you he can't. So He's so quick, but he's also so big. The dude played nose tackle in high school in football. Like, and he's a fullback. Like, tell me, tell me a quicker combo of a better combo of power and speed from a fullback in MLR. I mean, around the world, like he's a world class player. He really is. He could make, uh, he could be in Europe making a ton. He wants to be in the states. He wants to be in Utah. He's talked about how he and his wife prayed about where they should go, and they felt like Utah was the spot. That was validated by how the season went, which was awesome. Let's talk about where he ranks in MLR and some important stats, by the way. First in carries, first in running meters, that matters, second in offloads, fourth in tackle breaks, fifth in tries. The only reason he's not first or second is because he was gone for two games with the USA. Otherwise, he's, he probably has 11, 12, 13 leads the league, right? And, and by the way, he made a conversion. It was a drop goal variety against the LA Guiltinis and so far City. And if you count what he did against England at Twickenham and against Ireland in Dublin, 
he probably is first still, even with those international credits, against the best in the world. You're talking about the number three and four teams internationally that the Eagles went and played. So good things to have that leadership core here for Dub Nation. And then you talk about Mikey having a vice captain's armband and that young core coming up, the guys like Bailey Wilson, Joe Mono, Thomas Tuaval, so many of these other incredible players that get to soak up all of that information and experience from around him. I mean, you can't put a dollar sign on that. Mikey uh, Teo, absolutely the heart and soul of Dub Nation. And he's on a two-year deal, so he's back with the Warriors, if there was any question about that, which is very exciting. Okay, uh, USA Rugby announces the squad for its World Cup qualifiers. Sean Pittman named assistant coach, as we mentioned. Michael Basca, Mika Cruse, and Paul Mullen named to the squad of uh, 31 set for two matches against Canada September 4th in St. John's, Newfoundland. We're trying to go out to that game. No, just kidding. And uh, September 11th in Glendale, Colorado. So a couple of important games here, and good to see four dudes repping. It's awesome to see these guys get the credit they deserve, especially from Mika and, and Michael. I mean, Paulie's been part of that Eagles squad, and he really is the heart and soul of that front row when he puts the Stars and Stripes jersey on, and well-deserved for him continuing that tradition at Tighthead. But Michael Basco was unbelievable all year long in the number nine spot, and all he did in relief – during the European tour was create opportunities for the guys around him. Mika Cruze, the quiet assassin, man, the guy doesn't say much. He gets it done on the field though. Just electric outside in and such a fun guy to watch. And it's so great to see these guys who you see work so hard away from the camera and away from the spotlight, get the credit and the just do that they need uh, and get those international call-ups. It's great to see for the, for the entire Warriors organization. On the MLR uh, kickoff podcast, Pete Steinberg said he felt like Scott Lawrence and Sean Pittman were kind of the front runners as the next USA head coaches, which is quite the comment. There's a chance that Sean's uh, got a shot at that in the future. There is a chance that he's got a shot at it. You know, and if you talk to a lot of the other general managers around the league, there's a lot of respect for Sean Pittman, especially with what he's done this year. You know, and I've got a chance to talk to three or four different guys that really what we're seeing is the emergence of probably the next big thing. In Sean, you know, and there was at the beginning of the season, I think it was a 50 50 shot in a lot of people's eyes. And, you know, he's put this entire organization on his back and deserves every great accolade that we can give him. If Sean was here, he would say, Oh, it's a massive award. He would use massive. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. But look, I just got to give full credit to these guys. You know, it's not me. <laughs> I just, I, I get out there and we game plan and we scheme, but these guys go out and they perform and they make me look good. He's such an unassuming hero. You could yes. not ask for a better guy to be at the head of your club. Yes, he he crushed it. So congrats to those guys. That's coming up in a couple of weeks. September 4th, again, uh, at Canada. September 11th, Canada coming here. And uh, so we'll be watching closely. It'll be awesome. Super excited for uh, what's coming up on social media. If you haven't checked out the Fan Voting Awards yet, Hit the Instagram, hit the Facebook page. Make sure you catch the links on Twitter. There are so many great moments and so many great players that we want to highlight from this season, including some of the best fans. And we need you to decide what those moments are and who those players are. So the Fan Voted Awards are all online now, all across the Utah Warriors social media. Okay, the Major League Rugby Draft is tomorrow. Uh, three rounds, first hour on FS2 at 6.30 Eastern, second hour on the Rugby Network. Going into the draft, the Warriors have the 11th, 12th, 22nd, and 33rd picks. So I would ask you, Banksy, any specific needs, in your opinion, the Warriors need to address here? 
I think we need to find a couple of guys in that second row position, somebody that can play four, five, or six. Obviously, Aston Fortine leaving and signing uh, to play in France leaves a huge hole in there, and we're looking at an aging Saya Uhilo, who was unbelievable this season in all of his substitution minutes, played the full 80 minutes in the semifinal. But, I mean, how much more of the guy do you want to ask? Um, he's an absolute legend of the game here in Utah and for this club, but we've got to start looking at somebody that can understudy and gain from his experience and maybe make a difference and an impact playing in that second row position. So I would look for Utah to find a lock probably in that first or second round. Over under one and a half uh, Lindenwood players taken by the words. <laughs> it's a push. I'm not taking that. I'm not taking <laughs> you're not, that. Bet. You're not taking that. You can't no. be a push. It's one and a half. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Couple of so keep an eye on the draft and uh, follow Utah Warriors on social media to find out who the Warriors picked, which is super exciting. Remember, one of those Warriors uh, drafted third overall played last year in Derek Ellingson. He got some runs, started a couple of games. So these guys can come in and and have an impact. And of course, they'll be in the Pathway program. We may see them in the fall with the selects. So it's exciting. Uh, we're we're what two months away from having some selects games. So it's it's gonna be fun, man. We're we're gonna be back in it before we know it. We're talking about seeing a lot of these guys. In, I mean, Derek played for some really good first team minutes, and a lot of other players that are gonna continue to make impacts and push this starting fifteen. You know, they wouldn't be here if we didn't believe in them. And I know, uh, you know. Brandon, when we talk to him, has zero desire to just bring in some dead weight. No organization has the time or the patience for that. You want to bring in somebody that's going to contribute right away. And with the Pathways players that we have, and now another good crop of three or four uh, drafted players, it just sits well for the Utah Warriors, adding some of those key flavor pieces around the heart and soul of a good core of this team. And the only problem with being good is you get the worst picks of the first round. <laughs> True. So, so the Warriors had the second tied for the second best, uh, you know, record in the league. It's like all the Jazz fans. It's like never really when Stockton Malone were doing their thing. They have like the twenty seventh pick because they never had a lottery pick because they were too good. So uh, the well, Warriors look, very good this year. The greatest of all time was picked in the fourth round, wasn't he? I mean, we're talking about Tom Brady in the NFL. It's sixth. It was it sixth round? Crazy, right? It shows you how much I care about football. <laughs> yeah, he's the quarterback of my favorite team, and I don't even know when he was taken in the draft because it doesn't matter. But you know that with rugby, it's all about who you get in next to and the kind of system that you can play in and the kind of experience that you can learn. So as long as you get somebody that is committed to the game and is committed to the culture of your team, it doesn't matter if it's a first or second round player who's good now, or if it's a later round, you know, player. You know, we're looking at maybe like the thirty third, thirty fifth pick overall. As long as you get somebody that can learn, rugby players don't hit their prime till in their their late twenties because it takes a lot of experience to really learn and feel the game. Uh, so there's a lot of growth opportunity for whoever the Warriors pick. Okay, let's finish with a couple of uh, off the pitch notes. Uh, as we mentioned, Mikey Tao and his wife close to the birth of their child could be today, could be tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, we're very excited for the Tao's uh, first kid. So best of luck with that. Praying um, for all the best, you guys. We love you. Absolutely. Congrats to uh, Thomas Tuaval. Hey. He got engaged in Mexico to Stephanie. Uh, congratulations to those. Look at two. that moment. Come that on. Pretty cool, right? Is that pretty not cool. Instagram perfect or what? It is. Staged. <laughs> um, no. That's, I, it's got a filter on it. That's horse crap. It doesn't really look that good. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. Thomas, <laughs> uh, congratulations to you and Stephanie. Uh, we will combine to get you a blender. 
just so yes. you know. A waffle um, ma- I'm about the waffle maker. I don't care if it's on your registry or not. <laughs> waffle maker's coming your way from old Banksy, all right? And then Utah Warriors super fan. I dare say the best fan uh, the Warriors have. Michael Omoro went hiking with Paul Mullen. Like, they went, they, look at this. They went up, up, and away in these amazing peaks uh, in Utah. If you look at that top left picture, that's the top of Deseret Peak there going up the backside, I think, Little Cottonwood Canyon. That's a haul. So for the, for the Irishman to get the Irishman up there with the sticks out and putting on the miles, that's got to be a good feeling and an incredible view from the top up there. I believe Paul's uh, caption for this was two patties on a peak. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> Shout, shouts out to Big Mikey as well. Maybe the best fan in all of Major League Rugby. He's all about spreading the good news uh, that is rugby and our sport in the game to anyone who will listen. And he's such an electric presence in the stands. And everybody knows and loves that guy. And clearly, you know, getting in with the guys too and putting in some fun fun work, doing the touristy stuff now that the season's over. It's crazy that he has more jerseys than the team does. He's I don't like, have one. He's crazy. got all of them. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm like, I just I just need to get a couple here. His is awesome. collection is fantastic. Yeah. Well, get, well, hey, the draft is tomorrow, as we mentioned. Uh, a couple of uh, Eagles uh, versus the Maple Leafs uh, coming up in September. Matches, including our guys. Great awards. Uh, super proud of the team for what they did, not only in the season, but raking in some awards. And uh, a banner year. I mean, this was an incredible season for the Utah Warriors, highlighted by the validation from the league with these awards we highlighted today. And absolutely want to give a honorable mention in these end-of-year awards to what the Toronto Arrows did this year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Cannot be understated. All the respect in the world. It wasn't the season that they wanted to have, but the mental and physical struggles of doing it all away from home, literally thousands of miles away from their fans and their families, hats off to those guys. And all the credit in the world goes to that entire organization for helping keep, and we're talking 99 games of rugby, without a single cancellation through the Major League Rugby season. And a lot of that was because the Toronto Arrows committed to playing in Atlanta. So I talk a lot of crap on those guys, but absolutely nothing but respect at the end of the day for what they did. And, uh, you know, it was nice to whoop a little ass on top of that as well. So (laughs) shouts out to our boys for getting her done. Let's go, Dub Nation. (laughs) That is uh, is (laughs) hilarious. Okay, well, that'll do it for us. Uh, again, in the offseason, we're every other week. If we do an emergency show, we'll let you know. But, uh, yeah, that'll do it for us. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Follow the Utah Warriors on social media throughout the season and uh, the offseason, I should say. And uh, that'll do it for us for Mike Gieselman, making them graphics. Uh, this is his new breakdown in the offseason. Billy, the producer in Banksy, I'm Jerem Jordan. Go Warriors! <laughs>